0: This week on Dr. Drew After Dark, this is how how pharmaceutical research works. From the moment you pull a molecule off the shelf and identify it, you have t- 10 years to bring it to market and profit, and then you lose the
1: patent.
2: Why did you think we would like that call?
1: Yeah. Um, also, I really hope we just assisted with only a book. Right. <laughs> like maybe it, we should be tracing else. that call. You <laughs> guys
0: like macabre, but, I, but it went a little more macabre than I expected. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Phone number 818-253-1693. The email is drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. Everybody, it's me and the Booth Boys, gentlemen, ladies. What's going on in there? Yo. Yo. What's
1: up? Hello.
0: Look, Heather in the house Heather is this your this is your first time on this yes
3: uh in the booth for this show yeah usually um not today pal weren't I've you in, in the booth.
2: booth when we were in Annie's house and you were talking about uh
3: oh my tumor yeah, yeah.
1: what yeah it wasn't it, that like one of your first days that was like my
3: first w- day w- w- and, yeah. and and drew I, you were like hey like you should come on the show and so I talked about the tumor that I had removed from my spine
0: I don't remember talking about that, but <laughs> well, tell me, tell us again really quickly.
3: Yeah. So I had a teratoma that was on oh, my tailbone yes, and yes, they didn't yes. know until they took it out. Um, yes. So pretty,
0: I think we grossed everybody out with descriptions of what a teratoma is, right?
3: Yes. Because yes. it has skin cells, teeth cells, hair cells, all kinds of stuff.
0: Think about it, guys. It's, she was growing a monster in her tail. No, I'm, no, it's that's teratoma. Is the ter- 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 teratology is is monstrous? It means a monster, and so it's literally every yeah, teratoma.
3: I named it Winnie.
0: <laughs> Why? Too close. <laughs> Why? Just because
3: I, I wanted to call it something, I was like, get out of me, dude.
0: Fine, <laughs> wanted to call it something. What well, f- find ones with like you'll see them with like eyeballs and teeth, and no, keep going down. Uh, let's see here, keep going hair. Oh, there's a good one on the second one. Yeah, that looks kind of like some nasty shit in there. Yeah, any tissue can grow in a teratoma. It's a monster. Uh Yeah, look at that. A scalp, what what teeth? Look at that. Fully formed teeth. Yeah, the biology is awesome. And so, did you were you having pain or something?
3: Yeah, I started having pain um and then noticed that there was a bump back there that was probably growing for a really long time, and then uh, they removed it. But I'm still like dealing with all kinds of chronic pain after that. Oh, pain sorry, yeah. Jesus. But we figured it out. Got a medication that helps with my nerve pain, and
0: what is that like gabapentin or something?
3: Uh, no, it's a uh, nortriptyline.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good for you. So that's been my help big you sleep fix. too. Mm-hmm. Dry mouth. Yeah, eh, nasty. But it's it's an old fashioned tricyclic antidepressant, uh, but has lots of other properties. Wouldn't it have been cool though if uh, during Potter's little surgery I did, if I sort of found a teratoma in there? It would make sense, wouldn't it? Cool. It would.
1: I don't know if I. Not cool? cool. Yeah. But yeah. That Does That stuff give me yeah. the creeps at all? Uh, monsters in your in your yeah. ass? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's A little concerning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, a little it's, a,
0: it's adjacent to your area of concern. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, I know that's an area that you have energy with. Hmm? They look like like Cronenberg creatures. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: wild. Crazy. All right. Let me, uh, let's do a little bit of uh, email. We got some voice. Uh, we got some phone calls coming in. I'm going to get right to those calls. Guys, hang in. I'll be right with you. I just want to do a couple emails first. Here we are. I have an irregular corpus cavernosum issue. Okay. Give me a penis and cross section. One side is twice as big as the other. The smallest side has a bend about halfway up the penis. Also, I pressed into my pelvis, at the base the penis feels like a kink in the hose. Just curious if uh, I'm in an area that pushes surgery. And the information I find online is a bit all over the place, mostly pointing to enhancing size uh, over correcting as issue. Okay, so that second one from the top there. There we are. Uh, then the red, the little spongy things in the middle there, that's the corpus cavernosum. Uh, that's what swells up during an erection, right? And he's saying that one side is shorter than the other. I I would be, it's possible, but I wouldn't be surprised if what actually is happening, you just have a a, a contraction of the sheath around one of them, which is Peronis. Where you get a contraction that pulls it over to one side. And that kind of peronies sometimes need surgery. What they're also suggesting, what you're reading about, is putting a like a extender in one side, you know, that you can inflate when you get erections, which is another possibility. But if it's peronees, that would cause pain. So you gotta see a urologist about this who does this sort of thing. I had to bring in there's a urologist I work with, a female urologist that does a lot of implants and stuff. We had to might bring her in there, might be interesting. I, I think, yeah, Ashley Tapscott is her name. T- look her up there. And uh, she she's very entertaining. Yeah, Ashley Tapscott, yep. There she is, that's Ashley. And uh, she spends all day putting in penis implants. That's, that's who does all day. Yeah, I've talked to her a couple times on my streaming show. All right, so good, there we go. Uh, email, one more before we go. Pregnancy poundings. My wife is 32, 30 weeks pregnant. Cervix shortened and had to get a cerclage. Gentlemen, circlage, please, please. He spelled it very. I'm not sure if he spelled it right. I think it's C-I-R. Yeah, I think it is circlage. There it is. Mm -hmm. See what's going on there? They sew the cervix. They kind of sew the baby in by serving by closing the cervical os with 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 some sutures, essentially, or wires. Uh, let's see, uh, the cerclage put it in at 21 weeks to keep the baby from coming out. My wife got me a pocket pussy to hold me down. <laughs> uh, it's your mom's house. Uh, but not, it's not the same. My question is, will we cause damage if I penetrate a few inches into the V, uh, but stopping before she orgasms? What are the effects of having sex while having a cerclage? You know, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I, I'm i sort of pissed that your uh, obstetrician didn't say don't have sex if you're not supposed to have sex. For the most part, you can have uh, sex all the way through a pregnancy, all the way in the third trimester, no problem. But uh, I, uh, I don't think it would be a problem, but you've got to talk to your obstetrician about that. All right, I'm going to talk to Amanda here. Amanda, what's going on?
4: Hey, Dr. Drew, I had a quick question. Yeah. So... In April of 2020, mm-hmm. I had my son. Mm-hmm. The delivery went normal, mm-hmm. but I was in intense pain afterwards. Where it was so intense, Where? I couldn't walk. Where was the pain?
0: Much. Pelvic pain.
4: In my pubic bone.
0: Pubic bone. Okay. Like, was it like a pressure or stabbing or sharp? How would you describe it?
4: Stabbing. Stabbing but a pain. Constant stab. Okay. The pain continued for about two years. Wow. And no doctor could tell me exactly why.
0: Wow.
4: Then the pain subsided after the two years and I got pregnant with my daughter in July of 22.
2: Mm.
4: I didn't feel any pain throughout my pregnancy until I was about five months pregnant. Mm. The pain was back and it was the same pain I had felt
5: mm. in the past. Mm. My
4: OBGYN then sent me to an orthopedic surgeon who took an x-ray at me of about 35 weeks pregnant, I think. Wow. And told me I had a separation of my pubic bone. That's what it sounded like to me.
0: Yep. Wow. And and see, the reason it the, just, simp- the symptoms kind of go away is when you're pregnant, you get this hormone called relaxin. And so that separation kind of relaxes a little bit, but then it starts to separate more when the baby gets big. Oh, boy. Okay.
4: So after I... I guess they told me I had a separation. I delivered her in April, mm-hmm. and the delivery was extremely painful.
0: Oh, my God, yes.
4: The epidural didn't take away bone pain. Oh, I'm amazed they didn't
0: do a C-section on you. Did you refuse a C-section or something?
4: They said it would make it worse.
0: Okay, I don't see how,
1: but so all I had right. her naturally. Yeah.
4: Well, I'm, I'm actually still in a considerable amount of pain now. Yeah. It's been, she's four months now. Yeah. And I'm kind of stuck because, do I not have any more kids, you know, because this is going to happen again, or do I wait longer in between? Maybe if I wait a couple more years, wow, I'll Amanda, it's not
0: such a quick question. Cancer. It's not an easy question either. I, I, some, it's sort of philosophical, right? Because it is going to happen again. Uh, the question is, how much are you willing to go through? And, and I, what I would also, I, I, I am certainly no expert in pubic, you know the. Give me a pelvic bone, just pelvic bone up there. Uh, and, the, you know, I think everyone knows where the pubic bone is, but there's a connector there. Yeah. Just any of those are fine. Uh, yeah. You see the where the sort of rings come together there? That's the pubic bone, and there's a right, and there's a joint there, essentially, and that can separate. It's kind of unusual, but... I, I, and it should kind of heal on its own. The pelvis does tend to heal on its own. I, I Here's what I would do. I, I would go back to the orthopedist and, and establish this question. If I keep doing pregnancies, which I know are going to be painful again, am I going to do permanent damage and could I end up with a permanent problem here? Because that you don't want to do. Okay? okay. You've got to talk to that orthopedist. How are the babies?
4: Yeah, they... The babies are healthy. The babies are healthy. It's just I have a hard time keeping up with them, unfortunately. Well, isn't two enough with my then? my son when I was pregnant.
0: Isn't two enough? You got to have more? <laughs>
4: Oh, I wanted six. That's
0: oh, my <laughs> God. Well, you may want six, but God may have had other plans for you. you and and and, 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 and sure. by the way, they, as they always say, he gives you what you can, t- what you can take. And maybe this is it. <laughs> maybe he's telling you something. Amen. But But I would go – and, and three is – I, I had three. Three is a lot, man. It gets a lot different at three. Uh, at four, five, and six, mm-hmm. you can start to use the kids to help with the other kids. But I'm just saying – uh, so again, get back to the orthopedist, find out if this is gonna be permanent damage. Find out if there's any treatment you can initiate that might reduce the risks of what happens during pregnancy, but I'm suspicious they're gonna Here's what I suspect they're gonna tell you. What I suspect they're going to tell you is yeah, it's gonna get worse, yeah, it's gonna hurt, Could do permanent damage. They're going to go, oh, well, we don't know for sure, but you could be in pain the rest of your life That's what they're gonna they're gonna say something like that, I bet all right, oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I, I bet, but I'm, don't take my word for it. Go, make sure that they, they actually go and have proper consultation, okay?
4: okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Amanda,
0: good luck. That's an interesting... I love these ones where they're not stuff I've seen or used to hearing about. Whoops. I'm going to get Ben up there. Ben, what's going on, buddy?
5: Hey, Dr. Drew. How's it, how's it going?
0: We're good. What's happening?
5: Well, um, I had a question about my white... Um, my wife and I have been trying to get pregnant for about a year and a half, uh, with no success, it's a hmm and, uh, he sent me to have a semen analysis done and it came back that I was pretty much very low on every metric. Mm. Um, so uh, I just wanted to see, get a baseline from you. If we did nothing at this point, like what are the chances of us getting pregnant naturally? You
0: have to ask are you seeing a fertility specialist
5: um i I started to yeah um, I, we haven't gone you know gotten to the initial appointment yet okay,
0: so um, the you're, you're, uh, you you're uh, you you need to do that i i I don't know exactly what the thresholds are there's a certain number that if you drop below i think it's a is it a million i forget what the number is, but there's a number if you drop below the the risk the, the probability of pregnancy goes way down. And then if you also have motility issues or capacitation issues on top of that, that, then you're sort of in difficult territory. The real question is why? Why is this happening? Did they do any evaluation?
5: The only thing they've done is the semen analysis so far. Um, And the normal range they gave me was 15 million per milliliter, and I'm at Mm. 8.2. And the motility... The normal range was forty percent. I'm at thirteen percent. Yeah, so there's still progression motility was.
0: It seems to me I don't again I don't
5: supposed to be like thirty two percent.
0: I don't spend my day evaluating these numbers, but it seems to me like there should still be some probability of pregnancy. It's just you need to you need to enhance that probability. But but what's going on? Did they check a testosterone level for you?
5: Um, I think that's probably the next step. The issue is my insurance doesn't cover oh, infertility my. treatment. Yeah, but that's um, a but that's a have medical a, thing, dude. A that's medical. That, on the left side. Yeah,
0: and that's another thing. If you have varicoceles or cystoceles, they can take those out. That can help in, enhance sperm production or sperm delivery at least. Uh, and to measuring your testosterone is a medical question. That's not no. That's not fertility. That has to be answered medically. Why do you have? If you have low testosterone, why do you have low testosterone? I will tell you the most common right. reason for all of this is uh, uh, medication and substances. So, are you drinking a lot? Are you smoking a lot of weed? Are you on any medication?
5: Um, I'm not on any medication. Um, I don't do drugs. Never done drugs. Um, I drink maybe. <clears throat> once every two weeks or so
0: all right well that's not it then so this needs to be explained (laughs) that that needs to be explained there's still a a probability of pregnancy it seems to me based on these numbers again no expert here on that but uh it it is uh, you know when you go to the fertility specialist it's going to be all out of pocket is that correct
5: uh, it seems to be that way. Yeah.
0: Yes. So tell them right away. Look, we want to kind of go easy here. Are there things we can do that aren't going to cost a lot of money? Start. Make that clear to them up front, Because right. you can get into really nasty expenses so quickly with fertility treatments. It's a really kind of a pain. Yeah.
5: Um, and they gave me a list of vitamins to start taking. Good. Um. So I'm going to do that and see maybe if that helps. Good.
0: And um, and where yeah. uh, <laughs> let your let your balls dangle a little bit more, right? Helps to make the white. If you don't use the well, tidy whities.
5: I, I thought I was. All
0: right, <laughs> all right, good. All right, my friend. Thanks for the call. Really interesting. Uh, let's talk to uh, Becky. These are good questions. Becky, what's going on there?
6: Hey, Dr. Drew. How are you? I'm
0: good. Becky, what's up?
6: Um. So I um. Hmm, where do I start? I want to make this as concise as possible, mm. but um, I need to thank you first and foremost. I've wanted to for a long time Ooh. for helping end my marriage. Oh, um, I know hope. it's a weird thing to say. I hope but it was a good back thing. Back in the day when you started the show. Yeah. What's that?
0: Keep going. We started the show.
6: Um, you, you, you started the show with comedians watching the crazy videos, and Tom and Christina wanted you to identify if it was meth or mental illness.
7: Yes. <laughs> yes.
6: And I got a real charge out of that, and was laughing my ass off for a long, long time until it hit me one day. Oh my God, you're describing my husband. Oh boy. Yes. Uh, so was it was it was it math was or what diagnosed...
0: was it math or mental illness?
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of mental illnesses, oh. plural. Oh my um, goodness. He was diagnosed bipolar. Mm. Uh, by a psychiatrist, and then we got into couples therapy and our LMFT um, saw the expressions multiple time of BPD as well as NPD, the, the, obviously the BPD more so. So just
0: let me just uh, um, stop you for people. Ther- Hang on, it's, it's <laughs> a narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. These are the cluster B types. Not fun to be around, especially with the yes. bipolar disorder on top of that. No. Usually those guys do drugs. Is he, yes. is he uh, doing any substances also?
6: Uh, Well, when we first started dating, um, I feel like I gave him the roadmap to how to lie to me because I told him on our first date that hard drugs were a hard pass. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. a hard deal breaker for me. And he just told me not a problem. Mm -hmm. And then in a major fight about a year into the relationship, he threw in my face that he'd been doing cocaine behind my back the entire time. There you go. Um, They do not disappoint.
0: They do not disappoint people with those disorders. And by the way, to to their they um, so, suffer they yeah. suffer as much as you do, you know what I mean? I'm sure you saw that with yes. him. The, the, these disorders are not fun oh, to yes. have. They are not fun. They're not fun to be around. They're not fun to have.
6: No, and I was 19 when we got together, and mm. so I was very naive, mm. so I couldn't. Sorry, it's still emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: um, I'm sorry. It's it. It's, we ended
6: up getting married, and I had two children. Mm with him and so I'm sorry so now it's how do I co-parent with this person?
2: Mm. Mm.
6: Especially now that he has a new girlfriend who just moved in and she has no clue that he has these things because he doesn't see the psychiatrist anymore so he doesn't take the meds mm. and he refutes, he refutes the other diagnoses because he hated the therapist because she mm. called a spade a spade and she finally saw through.
0: Well let's, let's remind um, ourselves that when people have those diagnoses one of the reasons they're nearly impossible to treat is they always feel that way they all what they always feel is know. they don't they can't look inside for the solutions because the problems are all out there it's you you're the problem so why would i you know That'd there right. there it is and uh and they're very shame avoidant and stuff and it's very very difficult for them to look at things because they they are just they can't they can't experience these feelings uh they're sort of like teflon with with that stuff Okay, so um, obviously in as structured a way as possible, correct? Um, Well, here's the other thing about uh, his psychopathology is that people find each other, you know what I mean? And uh, there's a reason she's with him. She's going to have her own stuff. You, whatever was going on with you, you sort of recovered from and you sort of came to and you sort of made some healthy choices for yourself and you're not... Chronically in whatever that state was that that fit with him at the at the time, which might have just been adolescence, right? right? Adolescents all have sort of personality <laughs> disorders, uh, and so it might have been just <laughs> that, or was things nasty at home at the time? Uh, yeah yeah so yeah. that's sort of a typical thing oh, there's,
6: I know i I don't even you know I know you have limited time, I'm not gonna get, get into why I was with him, but I've had years of therapy, I know why I was with him and tell us just so people and people, agree, so, pe- so and people can, so people can
0: so people can hear with this how this works why were you with him?
6: Oh, um, well <laughs> i was as a child, um my father was absolutely horrible. Um, I watched him physically abuse my brothers Mm -hmm. and he verbally and mentally abused me. Um, So ultimately I ended up marrying my father, (laughs) which is so ridiculously on the nose because that's what you always hear. And of course, as a kid, as an adolescent, you go, ah, I'm not going to turn into my parents. And yeah, it, it... fucking happened. There it was. Yeah, so. it's it's. Um, people
0: never talk about where attraction comes from. If you have childhood trauma, <clears throat> it becomes the source of attraction. You become attracted to people and circumstances that are just like the original perpetrators. We don't know why that happens. It's some wiring in our head. Yeah. They must have had some evolutionary adaptation to it at one time. It is in human evolution. It, it's t- totally... It does not serve us well now, but but the good news is you you didn't develop a personality disorder. You just developed this kind of codependency, and so you were able to kind of recover from that and rework your attraction maps. And it no longer worked for you, and you pulled out this girl that's with him now. Maybe have may have some stuff going on, right? Some real stuff, in which case, right. th- let them do their thing. You don't don't. It's not your responsibility. But
6: how do I co-parent? Ah. Especially now that she's in the picture with him. And, you know, my therapist has told me, you know, I don't have to worry about her because he is drawn to stable people, which I do understand and I, Maybe. I do logically get. But Maybe. It, it's still, Maybe. It still hurts.
0: Maybe. Let's okay. hope that would be the because best scenario. Like that would be the best case. That would be the best okay. case. The, the, other, the other version of that is they could be a volatile explosion all the time uh and they could be attracted to that in each other and that's that's what you have to watch out for with the kids i i would uh how old are the kids now
6: um, my son is 14 and my daughter is um just shy of nine okay so i'm not worried so much about my son because i've been able to have discussions with him because he unfortunately has has experienced firsthand just a couple times mm-hmm. since we split what the borderline personality disorder looks like. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've had to have crying sessions where he's crying on my shoulder mm. and you know, asking questions. Now he sees a therapist as well, thankfully. Great. And great. she's incredibly helpful. Great. Um, oh my
0: God. You're you're so, so this, is, this, is a, well, this is this wonder- is this is this is a great story you're telling, right? This is how things get how people <laughs> end the cycles of abuse. This is how people get better. This is how people thrive. Treatment does work. The personality disorders they're gonna to have to do their thing and hit their bottom in their own way and whatever. Uh, but but your stuff, this yeah. is uh, terrific. i I mean, it's your daughter, I mean, you've got your son in the house so he can you can maybe get him to kind of keep an eye out for what's going on there. and uh, does she have her own therapist too, or yeah. is, she does?
6: She doesn't. She's so young. I'd love her to see the therapist that my son and I see. We see her separately, not, not yep. in the same session. I get but it. She is wonderful, but she doesn't specialize in young children. Yeah. You're, um, you're doing, so ab- you're,
0: look, I just, I, I'm not worried about you. You're, you're doing everything right. And whatever okay. you think is the right thing to do is the right thing to do. Okay? Just stand up for yourself. I, yeah. Set limits. Trust your instincts. That's what you got to do. And get and get. Um,
6: I worry about this woman considering herself mother to my children. Because
0: well, that's, that's every you know every that's, that's every co-parenting situation, right? Everybody worries about that stuff, and uh, just just stay connected to your kids. And remember, don't don't forget this too. They love their father, right? he has pathologies they love their father
6: drives me crazy
0: (laughs) it's okay it doesn't
6: seem fair it's like I understand of course they love him but it's like to see what part of the reason why I got divorced is because when I finally realized what was going on it's like I need to end this so I don't exemplify this to the children and now here we are he's just he got together and started dating two days after the divorce was final but Um, but it's very different relationship with this woman and now they're gonna see it over there
0: it's very different though than them doing that him doing that to their mother their their mother standing up for themselves, setting limits getting out that that is a very different situation than what then then he just looks pathological you know because kids have this fantasy that families are going to stay together it didn't work look this yeah. is him now this is what he does in relationships they, they'll, they'll see it but you do have to worry about your daughter because so she doesn't get imprinted with all this right uh, so you know stay it, it, yeah. she needs to be around her dad so he's not abandoning. But it needs to be very, very structured. Very, very structured. Okay?
6: Well, that's the only other problem is that when they're together, he spends all of his time with my son. They are into one hobby together. Mm. um, And he leaves her in front of the television screen. And so I feel that she you know when he doesn't come through for stuff she goes okay whatever well, but when it's with my son he's hurt he's hurt by that so yeah. it's like i see
5: that disconnect already
0: but but right that's not it, neither is a good thing <laughs> neither is good but i i would keep yeah. your son on on looking out for stuff and i would talk to your husband he's not a he's not an ira- i mean he's not a dumb person so you can appeal to him and go hey she's she is needs more from you i as a woman can tell you that okay mm. just be real clear with him yeah hmm? Don't don't walk on eggshells. You don't have to do that anymore.
6: Oh, I feel like I totally do, because if I say anything wrong, it's he splits and then I'm all of a sudden the, the most awful mother, even though I've mm. proven completely otherwise okay, my entire so, existence. So, right, that's the bo- I'm a liar, I'm a you know, yeah, everything yeah. is just so extreme. Right,
0: that's the borderline stuff. So so the trick yeah. is to uh, keep him glued together and don't expose him to shame if you can avoid it uh and just be you know matter of fact about everything just but don't walk on eggshells you know you, okay all right thanks for the call very good 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 work let me uh we're going to try something uh a little new here we are going to look at some medical videos and i'm actually very very excited about this is
2: it just medical videos today or do we have any uh is it tiktoks is that what they are they're all, they look like medical videos. I think they're mostly from TikTok. Okay.
0: Yeah. This will be very interesting. We've done this a bit on social media, but I wanted to bring this in to After Dark because we should be doing this here. So here we go. Uh, what do you got? Let's see it again. We sometimes have to look at these... Uh, Okay, so what I think is going on and what does she have on her nails can you can you freeze it with the hand up there we go what does she have are those can you guys see what's on those nails? I
2: think they're painted but are um, they
0: is there something wrong
2: with her nails yeah she, her, her fingers on the ends are like they're kind of clubbed. You no, know, I
0: see that, and interesting you would use that word. So clubbing does happen. Her thumb there on the r left, her right looks especially clubbed, and that can be from low circulating oxygen and from, you know, sort of the cardiac issues and things. Um, the nails themselves don't look normal. I'm wondering if, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm wondering if whatever that is, whatever she's put on the nail or in the nail. Uh, is obviously causing a re- uh, reaction in the nail bed. That's what she's pointing at there. And the fact that they're soft means that they're probably filled with pus. I mean, those are probably periungual abscesses that she has just turned her fingernails into just abscesses. If they're, not, they're at least fluid in there, inflammatory fluid. And uh, you can get that from certain autoimmune diseases, but it doesn't look like this. So I, I think she's. I, those are going to have to be like, like literally lanced, I like cut open and drained, and those whatever the hell's on her nail is going to have to come off.
1: Could this uh, is that definitely the case that it's liquid, or is that um, could this be an aesthetic thing? Because have you seen how they do that with their the forehead, the the donut. Forehead thing? Oh, can have you, you guys seen that? No, can you show me? Yeah, Donut forehead? A, what? Yeah, 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 it's a. You, you can go. Well, I think
0: it. I think there. She's obviously thinks this is cool because yeah, she's not yeah. saying what the hell's going on here. She's mm-hmm. saying, you know, the, how, how about this? Uh, I, I, the, she may be going for it, but I'm telling you that that is going to be problematic. That, that, it could all be just inflammatory. It doesn't have to be pus, but it just uh, it it's that
1: is. <laughs> donut forehead what is that oh my god what is it yeah yeah. so so they put i don't know if it's if it's it's, oh saline injections Uh, so yeah saline injections to purposefully make their foreheads look like a fucking donut this is is an aesthetic like choice does it stay that way for a long time Uh, yeah how did you Mm -hmm. bagel head it says (laughs) bagel
0: head is a type of body modification pioneered in canada
1: oh my god so I don't know it's like that that's where my mind goes is like did she <clears throat> fucking inject something in there to like uh, make her fingers well, like on purpose meh, it's not possible, is it meh, it's possible <laughs> Uh but it's just
0: <laughs> bagel head trend in Japan <laughs> I like the way they call it bagel head not, we, we made it donut head they're calling it bagel head uh, wait, 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 wait! Go, look at that Japanese bagel head's most extreme beauty trend. The video. Can we play that video? It, will, can we get away with that? Oh my gosh! Body modification. Blah blah blah. Oh, here we are, Japanese bagel heads. And and you said it's. Oh my god! They're holding donuts up to their head. What is, it? I wonder where it came from. uh what she got sticking out of it? Oh, they're putting the needle in. I see. What's wrong with human beings? What is, oh, I see they, I see yeah, what they do. Yeah, yeah. They oh, so they, they, they just push put a, it with the thumb. Okay, so that's not permanent. They, they put in a bunch of fluid of some type and then they dent it with their thumb. What, what is coming? Oh, it's an infusion. Oh my god! It's a salient if you infusion because that because it, it requires a fair amount of fluid in there. I like the way they're like admiring it. Like, oh, I'm so beautiful with
1: my bagel head.
2: It says six to 24 hours. It's absorbed into the body.
1: Yeah, it gets absorbed. How did you oh. hear about this? Check that out. See, he's got it on his fucking arm. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Well, that's cool. See, well,
0: yeah, I was gonna say that that beats putting beads under your arm and stuff. I'll, I'll sign off on that. You have to have something under your skin. Uh, oh, a white guy with it. That's interesting. And I, they're they're putting them on both sides, almost like horns now, too. That's interesting. Oh, a bunch of uh, is it? That's Japan. Just Japan, though. Is it just Japan? Oh no, what's this? We're watching a procedure here. Uh, the results of uh, oh my god! Look, it went over the guy's eye.
3: Can that do like any sort of damage to your skin? You
0: know, e- e- I, th- I would think it could cause scarring over time, uh, but I don't know. May- maybe it would reduce the risk of wrinkles or increase the risk of I don't know. But who thought of this? Where did it come from? I, I just, to me, it's, okay, I've had enough. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, how did we get to Bagelhead? What were we talking about? Uh,
1: that girl's fingertips. I was wondering if fingertips could, yeah. could
0: have been. I guess I. I, I you know, you, you guys as always. Uh, humans never cease to amaze me. I, I'm, in, I'm glad I spent time in your mom's house. I learned about, uh, you know, our cool guy mouths and TikTok eyes, and now we've got uh, what do we call this? Now we got donut heads. Donut heads. Donut <laughs> okay. heads. That's what we'll call it. Give me another one. Okay, me and my weird medical mystery, every time I stand up, I fall down. <laughs> well, that's pot syndrome. Is that it? Is that at the end of the video? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she puts her hands up. Is that what it really? It, well, that makes sense. Do you see her fall?
1: Let's see. No, which is why I'm going to say pretty sure this is cat, right? Sus? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a little this sus to me. On TikTok, fuck out of here.
0: All right, another video. Every time I kiss a new guy, I get a sore throat and allergic to men. No, but I've heard of it. Oh, she's, is she, is that a, is that a, that's a woman? Yes, the girl? Yeah. Is, is there pronouns anywhere? Uh, and was she making a oral sex move there? Was she, was that part of what her little movement thing was? Like, is that part of what, I've heard of people get the, giving oral sex to men and getting these uh, sore throats. See there, isn't that a, isn't that
2: a oral sex move there? I think it's just a goofy TikTok dance. All right,
0: fair enough. Uh, and I don't, it's not allergy when people get this. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I've heard of it before. I've heard from kissing. I've heard from oral sex. It's, uh, I, I don't know if the, if it's the body fighting off infection. And I've seen some people actually get these really like significant sore throats afterwards where they have to take antibiotics. I don't know. I do I do know it happens. I don't know why it happens. Uh, I don't know.
1: I have a I potential agree. hypothesis. All oh, right, I'm ready. She's gay, right? That's, for, that's, that's what that is. She's gay. She's allergic. She doesn't like men. She's a lesbian. She, so every time she kisses a guy, she has a reaction. That's what that is.
0: You know, not everything is in the head, my friend. <laughs> I know you. No, yes, everything is. I'm not sure about that. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I do. I do. As you know, I do put a lot of uh, emphasis on the brain and it's you know its effect on the body. I, I'm with you on that. But I, I've heard of this from people that are really super straight for sure. So like, I'm just I, fucking around. <laughs> so, all right. Good. I never know with you, dude. (laughs) And if I didn't take you seriously, I I don't know. Yeah, nobody does. No
2: one knows when it's
0: It's good. You're good at it. It's sus. All right. (laughs) What what else you got? (laughs) Thank you. I was taught by the best. Give me another one. Then I'm going to go to some calls. Oh, no. Well, that could be a lot of stuff. So she has a, a fine tremor in both hands. Uh, when she holds, you know, it's a, it's a that typically that kind of shakiness is uh, drugs, medication, actually not even drugs, medication, uh, and or familial tremor, uh, benign familial, familial tremor. But do you see a neurologist. These are important things to get evaluated. We've got someone in the studio has uh, something like that. Can they bring it in here for
1: me? Old Gamba hands. Who's that?
2: Yeah, we could we could bring him in.
1: Who is that? Gamba. Gamba He's an editor. Oh yeah, but show me. Cool. Oh, you know, but okay, I, have to, yeah.
0: I have to ask him questions he may not want to answer.
1: No, he's, he's <laughs> working from home, though. He forgot, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: So I'd have to ask about medication, things like that. So, but one of these days, let's do that. Let's, uh, Jeremy, what's going on?
7: Dr. Drew. What's going on, Dr. Drew?
0: Not much, buddy. What do you got?
7: My name's Jeremy from Southwest Virginia. I just had a quick question. I've Googled this many occasions and I cannot find the answer. All right. Whenever I eat, you're not. But occasionally when I eat sweet things, bitter things, or sour things, sometimes when I drink the right beer, I get this acute pain underneath my ear, behind my jawbone. Mm. Sometimes it's almost like a cramping, but it's not a cramp.
0: Yeah. I'm
7: not person in my circle who's experienced that
0: what is that what i bet that is you know your parotid gland extends all the way to your ear and i bet that is a contraction of your parotid, your salivary glands right so you eat something sour your glands they go that's that feeling we get when when we eat something sour the glands constrict and it's possible do you ever get any swelling back there
6: uh,
7: not that I've ever
0: noticed. So I would worry that there were maybe could be a stone or some local inflammation or something of the parotid gland. You to get that evaluated, not that you have to, but would you you see an ear, nose, and throat doctor, because uh, a, or a head and neck surgeon really is what you'd see because uh, they deal with disorders of the parotid. Uh, and it's you know probably nothing, but it's uh, congratulations you have superactive salivary glands. Is that true or maybe underactive? <laughs> could be either way.
2: All right. All right. Sorry, sorry
7: it wasn't
0: about Nah, it's good. No white, brown or anything. I'm tired of that stuff. Uh huh. let's see, Shelby. Oh, let's talk to Shelby. Oh my. Shelby, what's going on? Not a whole lot. You there?
7: Uh just wanted to yep. Okay. Just wanted to ask you a quick question about uh, having E D after I Found out my wife was cheating on
0: me. Yeah, ouch. are you at work or something? We have to kind of whisper here.
7: Yeah, I'm trying to get to a good spot here. Hold okay, on.
0: all right. Okay, I can always tell when people are uh, trying to make sure no one hears the conversation. <laughs> <than that>. so, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. All right. So but
7: yeah, uh,
0: I uh, yeah, I mean, probably
7: uh, 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 caught her back in. Sorry,
0: sorry. What, what was the situation? It's awful
7: uh caught her at the end of june probably uh started seeing someone relatively quickly um i noticed my desire to like watch porn just went to zero mm. which i did super frequently mm. and if i tried it like nothing with guy on girl it was just like limp dick like mm. not getting hard there's no way like mm. I had to watch either solo stuff or like girl on girl shit. Yeah. Um, so like the first time I hooked up with my uh, go ahead new chick, like problems, no problems, and then all of a sudden I just start getting like intrusive thoughts while we're doing it. And of course, it's just like right to limp. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yes, of course. So, so you've been traumatized? Did you walk in on something? Was it that kind of trauma?
7: No, I just had like a really like aching suspicion. And mm. then I looked at her phone one morning mm. and it, it was just all there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Pictures, the whole fucking thing. Yeah,
0: so you had to see all that. I am so sorry. And you, then you got out of that relationship very quickly? Or?
7: Yeah, because I was pretty unhappy for years. Mm. We've been together since we were 19. Oh like my, 12 yeah. years. we like 31 now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just really fucked with me.
0: Yeah, and, and and why not, right? Why how could it not? Uh and I I you know, if I were you, you can kinda of go about this two ways. Uh one is you can maybe get some erectile dysfunction pills, uh, and sort of push through.
7: I've tried that. It does work.
0: Yeah, but you can kinda of push through and sort of get going, get in relationships, see if you can sort of calm yourself down and if you can kind of tolerate being close again with, and feeling vulnerable and not having all these crazy thoughts come in. But if you can't, it really is important to get some treatment here. It's, and, and things like EMDR, you know, to sort of unwire the trauma can really be helpful. But even just sitting and talking with somebody would have kind of dramatic effects, I, I would think. And, and well, you know, one of the things you want to know is, yeah. you know, part part of the stuff you have to work on is, you know, why did I what did I miss? Why did I let that happen? How can I protect myself in the future? And then what do I want, what do I look for in a person to reduce the risk that that kind of thing would happen again? And that having somebody in your corner, it's sort of, we always describe therapy. It's almost like a, you know, a fighter that goes into the corner and then goes back out to fight. Having that coach in the corner Um, can really be helpful for you.
7: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm currently in therapy,
1: but
7: she's not like the best one, I feel like. I feel like she agrees, like she Green lights all of my, like, bad ideas? Sometimes. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> like what? I name I like like what? Like bad what bad I don't I, know why.
0: Give me an example of that. What's a bad idea?
7: <sighs> well, personally, probably... Uh, falling for this chick so fast, you mm, know what I mean? Mm, She's like, oh, it's fine if you know, you know. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, I've been with her for like a month. You yeah, know yeah, you
0: know? and maybe that's the whole problem. Like, mm, two maybe. weeks after, you know. Yeah, yeah, and maybe the, maybe falling into something is sort of where you lose the control and stuff again. So uh, I don't know, You're, you may be right. Uh, have you discussed all this with her? Do you feel comfortable talking about it?
7: With my therapist mm-hmm. or the, the girl? I'm
0: the seeing? therapist, the therapist.
7: Yeah, like, I've like, well, also she told me she's leaving the place that I uh, see her at, like she got a different therapy job. So like our last uh, session, she was just being super blunt with everything, which I liked, which was like, for the first time, I always felt like she's like withholding information from me. Mm. But she was just like, like XYZ, this is what you need to do. And was like, kind of giving me advice, which she'd never done before.
0: I, I'm not uh, a huge fan a of therapy. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of therapists giving advice. By the way, that's not why you go to therapy. I mean, they can tell you sort of yeah, h- yeah, how to, right. but uh, the advice I don't know. The, the, you have to make your own decisions. Therapists don't make decisions for you. But I uh, get a new therapist, maybe some I EMDR. Those. I don't know. What, how does the How does the chick respond to all this? By the way, the new one.
7: She is super chick. open, which is nice. Good. Sometimes she's like, I know it's not me. Okay, like, good. Going through a lot of shit, but. I feel like that's a bag of worms in itself because I know that she's been with a lot of people, which mm-hmm. semi bugs me sometimes. Then but I'm I, like trying to not let it. But bug me don't don't. She's I legitimately like I,
0: super I, cool. I, you know I, what I mean. I still, still getting all the way in with somebody so quickly. I maybe that's just your body and your brain telling you you're not ready. You know what I mean. Hmm. Just enough. I just think about it yeah. that way. I, I, I it's a, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oof, we uh uh-huh. Uh, oh, my gosh. You you guys will like this. You're going to like this. And then we'll go back to some more videos. Oh, yeah, but yeah. it was some voicemail, some messages, too. Uh, this is Gabby. Hi, Gabby. What's going on?
4: What's up, Dr. Drew? How are you?
0: Well, I'm good. What do you got on your mind?
4: So, I'm writing a book right now, and I thought you'd be the best person to ask, but what's the farthest you can amateurly dissect a human body before certain death? No anesthesia
0: i I mean how do you, how do you get a human body to cooperate with surgery right if there's no anesthesia?
4: Mm, very willing participant maybe restraints, but that's not in my notes right now.
0: Okay, so restraints you're really just you're just you're just uh, stabbing someone essentially uh so this sort of torture it would be torture uh it's hard Mm -hmm. to say right if you cut an artery and you don't know how to repair it and you can get into that very quickly in in any limb or in in any body cavity so very quickly bleeding to death is a that just can happen anywhere anywhere you go uh that could happen very very quickly uh, probably all you could get away with without getting into trouble fast would be just sort of opening uh, the abdominal cavity. You could do that. Um, but everything else, it seems to me, you would get into trouble very, very quickly. And then eventually, not within minutes potentially, there will be shock and then shock will lead to death. And then, in terms of how much, you know, one of the things about what that you should know that um my plastic surgeon friends always tell me people always want to have all these plastic surgeries done i want to get the breast and then i want to do the butt implant and then do the it turns out if you operate a lot on if you do a lot of tissue damage on people they'll just die they they just die and we don't even know why they just the, the body can only tolerate so much tissue damage uh and it's not as much as you think uh and and just dead uh, all of a sudden, so and, and maybe it's sort of shock. Maybe it's some cardiac arrhythmia. Maybe it's some circulating, uh, you know, arrhythmogenic thing that affects the heart. It's hard to say. Maybe it's a clotting phenomenon. But there's it's the effects that, that result in death are very protean. When you start doing doing a lot of tissue damage, obviously we can operate in a controlled environment when you control bleeding, control infection, and you can you know limit the tissue damage to a certain extent. People can tolerate a fair bit. I mean, we can replace an aorta. I mean, we can do that. It's very tough for bodies to get through that. And afterwards, a lot of supportive care is necessary to get people not to die.
2: Do you got any more videos for me? Just
0: out of curiosity. Yeah, I got a
2: couple more. Uh, Why did you think we would like that call?
1: Yeah. Also, I really hope we just assisted with only a book. Right.
0: <laughs> like be tracing else. that call. You, <laughs> you guys, guys like Macabre, but, I, but it went a little more Macabre than I expected.
2: <laughs> so, so, pretty Macabre.
0: So, uh, even you guys, I understand, won't, won't take that kind of thing. Well, you know what? Let's, let's do voice messages before we uh, go on to more videos. Let's do some, uh, how about a substance and addiction uh, voicemail?
2: You got it. Yeah.
8: Hey, what's going on, Drew and the other Booth Boys? Uh, my name is Corey a question about ssris as i hear uh you drew bring that up a lot um i I think that the way you talk about how it kills sex drive i think that's the cause of my last two relationships going down in flames because see i have no problem beating my meat you know uh you know the phone's right there you you know smoke some weed i don't take the benadryl or nothing but i still have no problem beating the meat but i I hadn't i didn't want to fuck you know i had Really, you know, great-looking, significant others, but I just did not want to fuck. Uh, when I stopped taking the medication, yeah, definitely uh, still didn't want to fuck. So oh. I don't know what's going on because the doctor says don't stop taking the medication. Uh-oh. So what do I do? So, you know, do you have any recommendations of which SSRIs I should take that might help if they seem to be working? Like the rest of my life seems great. Uh, any any ideas on what to transition to? Appreciate it, guys. Stay high and tight, and uh, you better come up and make
0: it's actually a really serious question, and the fact that you continue to have changes in your libido after you come off the SSRI, there's a whole world of persistent sexual desire problems and persistent sexual dysfunction from antidepressant medication. I actually did a whole podcast on this. There's, a, there's a, there, there are communities of people that are trying to raise awareness about the fact that not only... Can you have sexual dysfunction of any type? You can have erectile dysfunction, desire dysfunction. Like you're saying, you're, you you kind of can masturbate, but you can't have really interest in sexuality. That is the medication, and some people have that persistently even after they come off the medication indefinitely. And uh, it's it's there's various theories about it. One theory is that it's sort of a neuropathic kind of process, but uh, be that as it may. It's kind of serious. Uh, the one that's the least likely to cause it is Lexapro. Uh, typically, you don't want to—if you're having this, the psychiatrist should get you, you— first of all, should see a psychiatrist and not a primary care doctor, and they should get you off off SSRIs entirely. So it's actually a bigger deal than you might imagine.
2: I have a question about this, Drew. Yeah. Um, so how much do you think that they are trying to advance medicine in terms of like— pharmacy options, like in terms of medication you can take, or how much are they just trying to like, well, we have Lexapro now, so let's push that and just deal with the side effects? Are they trying to develop
0: things without these side effects? From the moment, this is how how pharmaceutical research works. From the moment you pull a molecule off the shelf and identify it, you have 10 years to bring it to market and profit, and then you lose the patent. 10 years from the moment it comes off the shelf. On average, it takes five years and over a billion dollars to bring a new drug to market. So they're left with five years to make their profit. Then it goes generic, and then it's pennies. So they only have five years with these drugs. So that's the only time they push them is during those, those years when they can make profit. And when there are new things that seem to have new benefits and seem to be better than previous things, doctors use them, even though they get a little more costly. But they have to recoup around somewhere between $800 million and $1.5 billion, depending on the drug. To That's why the pharmaceutical industry is such a mess, because um, it costs so much money to do the phase three trials and get things through the FDA. Now, the, the easiest thing to do is to take a drug you already have and change it a little bit and... Re retest it for, you could do that in a couple of years, you know, you can get it through the FDA very quickly and that's why there's a million different Pepsid, Xanax, Tagamet's that's why there's a million different Protonix, Prilosex, Nexium, because they're called Me Too drugs. That's the most profitable way because then you have eight or nine, seven or eight years to make your profits back uh, and usually it doesn't cost as much to get it to market so that's why that
2: happens. And then a follow-up question on that. Yeah. Um, so, is there any kind of like conflict of interest or any law or policy that would prevent like one company that they say they make a drug and it has these side effects can they then make drugs that address those side effects or is that like a conflict of interest
0: that's an interesting question they generally don't in my experience i don't know why uh usually what happens is a company comes up with a medication that doesn't have the side effects rather than something to treat the side effects and usually what ends up happening is is the doctors try are using off label medication to treat the side effects? I guess it's probably not profitable to treat side. You, there's not enough people with side effects to make a profit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Does that makes sense. I didn't
2: imagine that. I mean, yeah. largely why I got off medication was the side effects, and then then it was like trying to balance out the side effects with more drugs, and it just seemed like yeah. a never ending kind of yeah. But but most spiraling.
0: of the, the more drugs were doctors doing things off label that's not FDA approved or anything. And that drug companies didn't bring to market. We just know from research and clinical practice that you can use these things off label. All right, I'd like a video please. And then I want a substance video, I want a substance email or a voicemail after that.
7: Does anyone else have a weird stomach pulse?
0: Oh, that's a E.R.O. That's her aorta.
7: It doesn't hurt, but I hate it. Disgust it, please. <laughs>
0: that's her aorta.
7: I hate the human body.
0: That's <laughs> hysterical. That's really funny. Uh, that's because she's you know, very, very, has a very thin uh, wall, body wall there. And uh, that's her aorta pulsating right, th- right through her skin. She's tiny. Uh, and that's okay. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. We we sometimes worry about that when we see that clinically. We always have to kind of feel around the aorta, to kind of make sure it's not an aneurysm there. Uh, but it, somebody that age, it's like unheard of. You, like, you guys like that? Is that that uh, appealing? Look, <laughs> I'm so freaked out. By.
2: I mean, that happens to me sometimes.
0: Ah, see. It's it's not uncommon. It really isn't. But it's so funny that people get freaked out with their bodies, every every little thing.
1: I have a pulsing question, actually. Uh oh. Yeah, my, uh, sometimes (laughs) it's, uh, (laughs) not what you, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, sometimes when, actually, pretty frequently when I wake up, yeah, uh, if I, if my mouth is open, I will hear like a tick, you know, like it sounds like I can hear my heartbeat, A a clicking yes and that's like frequent is it a single click or is it click 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 it's a pattern yeah yeah rhythm yeah
0: uh i don't know you can get
1: clicking in the ear that is your is it in the ear or is it in your throat it's it's definitely in my mouth because i'll i'll close my mouth and i won't hear it i'm like what the fuck and then there's been times i've gone to the like mirror and like looked you know and i'll open my mouth and it's like clear because now it's like an echo you could see it no, 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 no. I'm clear that the the sound is more clear because I'm in like oh, and, the bathroom, and, so it's echoing. It's and it it's, continues. Yes. Can you does loud. your palate move at all? Uh, no, no. I don't see anything moving. I don't see because anything I I, to would, the rhythm, so I would rhythm. So I would be
0: more convinced. It, I would be more concerned that it's nothing to do with your heartbeat, but maybe some sort of spasm of the palate. Because mm. you can get fluttering of the palate, it can cause clicking and funny movements and things, and uh, so really look at the back of the throat next time that. Uh,
1: Next time you you get that, I guess I I thought that it had to, some I thought that it had something to do with the heart because um, that also happens after sex. If, if I'll notice that like, you know I'm, I'm obviously like heart rates up yeah, and if I it's you know I can't explain how I figured it out, but <laughs> it's like if my mouth is open I just hear it and it's like if it's like why can, can somebody else hear it huh.
0: Can somebody standing next to you hear it? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I asked, asked, yeah, I asked. It's got to be your palate. It's got to be something in the back of the palate there. Huh. It, okay. and, but and no,
1: no, like concern there. Just
0: not thinking. really. I mean, right. I mean, not cardiac concern. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, but it's intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely weird as hell. That sounds like there's a fucking clock inside of me. That's How long really you had that worrying. for? Uh, fucking forever. Yeah. 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 So yeah. good. So, so the the forever part is quite
0: reassuring, right? Because it means if, if it were something, you, it would declare itself, right? It would turn into something else. It would
1: show itself. Well, I guess I shouldn't say forever. I mean, it's been like, you know, I don't know, five years or something. Mm, but okay. it feels like like it's been a long time. I just haven't ever, it definitely hasn't done anything. Yeah, right. No, no. I, I will
0: experience. just tell you the the one weird case I saw of palatal fluttering there's actually something called butterfly palette. Look up, let's look at butterfly palette, see if we can get a video of that. You can see that, right? I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, you okay, can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah mouth does not but that, I right. wonder if this is some form of that, something like that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's the, Is that it? No. No, it's a butterfly pattern on the palette. Uh, we're not going to get it. They're giving they're giving color palettes instead of the, the mouth, the pharyngeal palette. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And then now they're looking at uh, patterns on the on the mucosa. All right, forget. We're never going to see it. Anyway, can, you can kind of flutter like that. We'll, we'll You and I will look it up later. All right. Um, give me one more voice message with uh, uh, a little substance attached to it. How about that?
8: My name is Dalton, and I'm coming at you from Missouri. I was curious if you could pull up the ingredients in Zen nicotine pouches and go over them and see if you think they're a... Uh, Good substitute for say cigarettes or chewing tobacco.
1: Thank you. Love the show. Bye. I I, I I'm pretty I'm, sure you have one under the table, a uh, uh, a pack of Zins. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, uh,
0: wh- tell me why. Who's using them?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Who's I just, just Danny. For? I just saw them there. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, Danny. I guess.
0: Wow. Well, I generally... that
1: that little pack. Oh, yeah. yeah, that there we are. So you have that.
0: There they are. Oh my god. What did he put on here? Like nicotine gum or something? Uh, hmm. The print is literally so small; it's it it's actually not on here. So I'm guessing it's there. There's it, I'm guessing it's just nicotine, right? Uh, exactly how what the source is. Look, I'm generally a big fan of nicotine replacement of all types. Um. In fact, I always thought they, yeah, the pouch ingredients uh, that people should even think about using if they have a really serious weight problem, think about nicotine for weight control, even. I I am a nicotine fan. I don't think nicotine hurts anything. I think the obsession people have with, yeah, don't do nicotine. No, tobacco hurts you. Tobacco harms you, both chewing and smoking. That's how you get cancer. That's how you get lung disease. That's how you get heart disease. Anything other than tobacco as a source of nicotine, I can't think of one that is a problem that c- gets anywhere near the the dangers of tobacco. Tobacco happens to have nicotine within it. That's what hook, hooks you on the tobacco, but the nicotine is not the problem. Yes, nicotine can increase anxiety. Nicotine is addictive. So what? It doesn't cause—it causes dependency, not really an addiction— and if you start using these things before the age of 15, you tend to have to need nicotine replacement the rest of your life, believe it or not, because people just can't tolerate being off at something about nicotinic receptors early in life that they become just geared up in such a way that we just can't tolerate being without nicotine. Let's see, what does it say there? It contains white powder, nicotine, other ingredients, uh, additives, filter, stabilizers. We don't even know what that is. It's just all additives and sweeteners and things like that. I, I don't, you know... I'm assuming it's been properly tested.
2: Drew, I've had two different dentists tell me that vaping is worse for me than smoking.
0: For the teeth?
2: They didn't really specify. They just said it's worse for me.
0: Uh absolutely categorically not. I don't can't comment on the teeth. If they know something about the teeth, I don't know. I'd be very interested. But the there is a panic about vaping. Vaping is actually the best way we know to get people off cigarettes. The most Efficacious. Every study, it's always the most effective. Should you continue vaping? No, I'd rather you not. It's got a bunch of metals and products. There is some good data that the government put together that showed over long periods of time, maybe precancerous stuff, maybe there's some cancer potential there. Nothing like tobacco. Nothing. Not even close. Not good for you. Not as bad as tobacco nicotine not great for you i wouldn't want you to be addicted to it but if it helps you stay away from tobacco i'm all in cause rhythm disturbances cause anxiety cause sleeplessness that kind of stuff not not super healthy but not a problem not dangerous not medically relevant and people are in this weird panic about nicotine and it drives me a little nuts so uh, thank you all for being here. Again, Doctor at gmail.com, 818-253-1693. I want to do more voicemails. Uh, I guess I'm going to skip the substance one. Do okay, you want to do it really quickly before I go? The voicemail?
2: I, yeah, the substance voicemail. Do you yeah, have that one was there? one of them. I'll do another one if you want.
0: Oh, that was it, the nicotine one? Yeah. All well, right, let's let it yeah. go then. Okay. Then I did. I did what I said I was going to do. We'll save more for next time. Appreciate you all being here. We will see you next time.